Hey everybody, it's Richie, and before we start this episode of the show, we of course want to tell you about DraftKings, and we are about a month away until we get DraftKings Sportsbook here in the state of Arizona, and it is everyone's favorite time of year. It's right around the corner, college football season, and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer right now. That's right, $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet on of $1 or more on any college football game no matter what, it's DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the U.S., so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sports app right now and use that promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customer customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything, get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. Nice to be talking to you all. Um, I'm currently hyped right now because I am doing the awful childish combination right now of a uh, Sonic slushy and uh, just a bunch of sour candy from its sugar. So, you know, it could get weird tonight uh, to help me get through it all. Per the usual, my wonderful and amazing co-host, Richie Suave Flores, how you doing? Hello, Corey. I'm glad you have the sugar because I certainly do not. Um, after spending five hours yesterday helping my sisters move into a new a new apartment when it was a hundred plus degrees outside, didn't mean it's, things uh, got didn't get weird though. I got sent a video of you in a rolly chair, shirtless, like singing to yourself or making noise to yourself in a rolly chair, just going through a parking lot. So can't say it didn't get weird. It, no, I it did it did get weird. But my point being. After that, like I'm still, I'm I, I'm still pretty tired today. After doing that, like I'm sore. Like I have bruises in places I didn't even know existed. Like on my arm here and on my knee. I have no idea how that managed to happen. But hey, I made it through, and I'm glad I don't have to do it again anytime soon. I mean, if you f- feel really bored, I'm sure we can find someone else that needs to be moved. No, nope, not in the summer. Nope. Middle of the summer in Arizona. So peaceful. And it's peaceful because everything is dead because the heat killed it. (laughs) And I will say that shirtless video exists 
on my phone. It will never get shared publicly. I think I was the you were the only one I sent it to, but I think that was near the end when I was nearly like almost finished. And but by then I was like super delirious. Like I was I think the heat had gotten to me by that point and I was just like done. Oh yeah, I mean it was funny because Scotty wanted me he was like, Do you still have that video like to show your parents? Because my parents were asking about how it all went. And uh <laughs> for informational purposes, uh I had gone to see Suicide Squad with my parents and was um eating dinner and Richie called and and, and like the normal people we are, I answered the phone call. Richie told me he was bored. And so I said, sounds great. Hi, everyone say hi to Richie. And Richie say hi to the table. And then Richie just talked to the table to, you know, pass the time until his sisters got there to do the whole moving process, you know, which is a totally normal thing to do. And um, so my parents were asking about it today. They're like, how did his moving experience go? And and Scotty's like, oh, I know a way to sum it up to show him the video. And I was like, ah, it was on Snapchat. I can't show them. It, wait, it was, I sent it to you on Instagram. So it actually still might exist. Oh, wait. That is correct. Let me see if this exists. I don't know if it's true. I can't play it from my end. So maybe it doesn't. Nope. It's like, it's. I can see your little thing pop up in there. Um, it's like Instagram's version of Snapchat. Oh, I just liked it. Oops. <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you know? Um, no, you can't. You can't do anything to it. After you've played it, you've played it. It's gone. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. It's gone. Except on my phone. And that's it. That's the only place it exists. Yeah. So any Russian hackers out there that want... Uh, the shirtless video of, of Richie on a um, rolly chair. Go right ahead. It can be like the Putin 2.0. Instead of being on a horse, he's on a rolly chair. But he is shirtless. But he's not Putin. So, take that for what it is. Like, that's how, that's legit how hot it was. Is like, I, I usually never do that. I always will have a shirt on. And like, I was wearing a dry fit t-shirt and, and it worked out for the most part. But at some point I was like, screw this, man. I need to just dump this because it was soaked in sweat. And then shirt came off for the last hour of the move. So. Any fine ladies around the, the complex that were able to see your shirtless wonder? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Damn, that was a prime time, Richie. You missed out on it. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how how else to follow that up. There, that was that happened. I told you, you guys. I sugar does not sit well on me, so I never really eat this much sugar. So it could get weird. I haven't had a sugar high since I was like six. <laughs> well, here's what we have coming up. We don't have too much Coyotes news to get to, so we're going to whip around to a bunch of it coming up in just a minute here. We have some Kessel news. We have some signage news. We have some other news to get to from the Coyotes swing of things. But before we do that, quickly, I want to mention the Olympics, which have come to an end now. And I was watching a couple things today that were really awesome. I was watching the women's 4 by 400 meter relay. And then I was also watching the gold medal game in women's basketball between the U.S. and Japan. 
And the cool thing about both of those events, obviously the United States won both of them pretty easily and handily. But the cool thing about both of those events is that I tweeted this out on my account too. Allison Felix, who has been a U.S. Olympian since 2004, is the most decorated sprinter in the history of the United States of America, male or female. She has won 11 Olympic medals over the course of since 2004, her first games. And then, and because she won gold in the 4x400 relay. And then in the women's basketball, we had Sue Bird and we also had um, Diana Tarazi, who won their fifth gold medal with the team. They've won every gold medal since 2004 as well. And so watching the three of those women compete, and you can honestly say they are three of the best Olympians of all time. Like, there's nobody that has ever done what they've done. And likely this is their last Olympics. And so to like watch their Olympic careers end with a gold medal was really awesome. And I, it was a really cool moment. I thought it was a really perfect way to end the Olympics this year, which are, which were so weird because they were taking place in Japan. So the time difference was crazy. But um, and there were no fans, and it was a pandemic. But just to have it end like that with three women who have been so incredible as Olympians, and in the case of of Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi as as members of the WNBA too, like just a just a really cool way to end the Olympics, in my opinion. And um, as you uh, informed Scotty and I earlier, because we were laughing about it, um, Diana Taurasi got to be a meme during it as well. Because of the where she was ho- just completely just holding this ball, o- holding the ball over this uh, Japanese player, and it was almost comical, like the height difference. And so she also got to uh, be, she also got to be like not that it's like you know as good as a, a gold medal, but she also got to be uh, an internet sensation out of all of it. So that's that's even a little extra. Yeah, that was making the rounds on Twitter. If you saw that after the game, it was really funny. And yeah, she basically hugged the Japanese player, like you said, and and it was hilarious. And uh, and it, I, and and that's the one thing that you're going to remember for now, at least, is that. And it was really cool. They interviewed um, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi after the game in a joint interview. That was really cool. Uh, it was really cool that Megan Rapino was in the stands too, her fiance Sue Bird, and they got to like hug after the game, and it was pretty cool. So, yeah, it was a great moment for the United States. Um, as we're recording right now, uh, the U.S. women's volleyball team is playing in the gold medal match as well. So, even more gold opportunities for U.S. women's sports on uh, on on a Saturday night when we're recording. Uh, one last thing about the Olympics: was there anything about these Olympics that like really stood out to you because for the most part there in my opinion there really wasn't I mean there were a couple things here and there but other than that like it was kind of a meh Olympics okay so my favorite thing of this Olympics was the fact uh that actually goes into beach volleyball is the fact that April Ross after all of these years finally has all of them she has a gold silver and a bronze. She finally got her gold medal after all of these years. Um, I mean, like, Carrie Walsh 
will always be like her and Missy May Trainer will always be literally like probably the goats of uh, beach volleyball like forever. But the fact that you know they they would always April Ross with like her different partners would always lose to them and they would never get the gold. And the fact of all of these years, I think it's her fourth, third or fourth Olympics. Uh, but it's been like over a decade since she's tried to get a gold medal. So finally getting to see her get a gold medal was one of the coolest things that I could have seen this Olympics. And so that's the thing that really like stands out to me. And it's, I also felt like it was actually kind of cool to be able to see a lot of these athletes who kind of had to get through a lot to get to this point. Cause a lot of them were prepared to do all of this last year. And they were having to spend an extra year. And a lot of things had happened for a lot of those people and a lot of life events. You know, people had there, people had died, people had kids. A lot of thing hap- a lot of things happened in a year. And the fact that so many um, of the athletes kind of persevered and were able to perform the way they did, I think, is extra special this year because of everything that we've all been going through. And uh, thank you for reminding me about the volleyball team because I am going to be turning it on while we're recording the podcast. Sorry, everyone, but I have to. Um, As someone who played volleyball, I get very into it, like very into it. Yeah, I I agree. I love it. I love the beach version and the indoor version too. So I, if, if I had to choose my favorite like moment from these Olympics that I, I, think I'll probably remember in the future and again wasn't too many of them but there were there were a couple that I I thought were really cool um I thought it was awesome that we continued the streak of United States women winning the gymnastics all-around gold medal with Sunisa Lee and 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 that was incredible and that was really cool um and she was kind of had to step into the shadow of Simone Biles, who decided not to compete um, in a lot of these Olympic Games um, for her mental health reasons and and for other reasons too. So to see her win gold, I thought was really cool. We also had a couple of local Arizona girls on Team USA's gymnastics team that walked away with some medals, and uh, Jade Carey was was one of them, and and that was really cool. And then oh, uh, the other thing I will always remember is Michaela yes, Skinner. Yes, yes, Michaela Skinner. Thank you. I forgot. I completely forgot her name but yes it's like so killer for her i mean she was about to be on a plane back home after the team finals and then you know obviously everyone saw what happened with simone biles and so she stayed and then she was able to to medal after that so the fact that she almost went home and then was able to finally get a medal that she really wanted all of these years, you know, she was uh, initially a runner-up and didn't get to, and then essentially kind of got screwed in this one because of the fact that her and Jay Carey specialized in the same um, in in the same thing. They both specialized in, I think it was vault and what was it, vault and floor and. Um, and so she, it was basically that one of them was going to bump the other one out. And it was known that way, but they still positioned it that way. 
and the fact that she was able to actually go and win a medal is insane and awesome for her. And like, you know, sometimes things happen for a reason. And I think the stand that Simone Biles took meant a lot to a lot of people. I think it meant a lot to her considering the fact that, you know, I think she always thought that um, people would only remember her for being in gymnastics. And then, you know, to make a stand for mental health was a a big deal. And then um, it was a big deal for Michaela Skinner too, because it allowed her uh, a chance to kind of reach a, a pinnacle that she never thought she would be able to once she'd gotten eliminated. So, um, and as both of them being pretty old in the sport, it's a really big deal. So that will also be another thing. So I didn't mean to interrupt there, but once you brought it up, I was like, I have to mention that. No. Yeah. Thank Thank you for, uh, for making sure I got that right there. And, uh, yeah, so Tokyo is over. We now turn our attention to the Winter Olympics, which are coming up in February. We still don't know whether or not the NHL is going to show up there, which is kind of wild to me. We do know that they have that Olympic break already built built into the schedule just in case they decide to go. But um, I, I hope they go. I think it would be cool to see them back in the Olympic Games again. The, oh, it's going to be in Beijing and China here this year in 2022 so um we'll be on the lookout for that next which is kind of wild we usually don't have olympic games that close to each other but to have two olympics contested in the span of six months actually kind of a cool thing oh that's awesome i've actually been talking about that ever since uh they had johnny weir on the this morning uh and i i love him i think he's hilarious he is a um, figure skating commentator, in case you didn't know who he was. Um, and they were literally talking about the fact that him and Tara have to go um, to Beijing in six months. So their turnaround time is, like, so quick for them. The fact that they're, like, home and then they're back. But that's cool. What what a nice reward for us as uh people who've had to go go through a pandemic and then a resurgence of the pandemic to be able to at least watch um, both summer and winter, like back to back. That's pretty cool. All right. So let's uh, do some quick hits on the Coyotes here before we wrap up the show. Three things to talk about. First, the rumors surrounding Phil Kessel. Again, uh, we have some news from Craig Morgan who – who's reporting that Phil Kessel has um, possibly asked for a trade and that uh, he may be moved here before the start of the season. So um, I would not be shocked about this. Uh, The good thing as far as a trade was concerned here is that Phil Kessel's, most of Phil Kessel's salary at least has already been paid for this season because it was already paid out in a, in a bonus payment earlier this off season. So um, that means any team who wants to acquire him won't have to pay him all that much because the Coyotes have already paid him most of his money that he's due this year. So um, I have a feeling that this is going to happen at some point. Uh, I don't, I don't think we're going to see Phil Kessel start training camp as a Coyote. And again, he's got that no move clause, so he can basically choose choose where he wants to go. But if I'm Phil Kessel, like. Knowing the Coyotes are going to be lottery, a lottery team this year with possible 
maybe not aspirations, but the possibility of getting that number one overall pick. If I'm Phil Kessel, I want to go play for a contender elsewhere too. Yeah, I completely don't blame him on this either. It's very difficult to be on team knowing that they're going to be going through a rebuilding stage. And if you're a younger player, it's like, you know, a little bit of fine, I'll use this time to kind of show my talent to either um, be able to get a good contract here where I'm at or um, show that I'm great and can be traded later. Um, but to be an older player who is looking for results now, it's just not where you want to be, you know? And so for him, I completely understand wanting to find a place that would make the most out of the years that he has left. I don't know why that sounded very morbid. Um, but I full-heartedly don't blame him for wanting to do this just because of that pure fact. Like as much as, um, you know, hockey is a business at the same time, like as a person, you have to do what's best for you. And, um, he would be great veteran leadership on this team. But if I was him, I would try and get out if I could. Yeah, and we'll see. I, you know, I don't think the Coyotes are going to get much for him, obviously, but that's that's totally okay. And um, coming off a great season, so I'm surprised more teams haven't been calling around looking at Phil Kessel, who is coming off a resurgent season for him this past season with the Coyotes. So one of the training camp storylines to watch here as we get ever so closer to training camp beginning sometime in the month of September, we'd imagine. So – that's a storyline to look out for. Uh, another piece of news, of course, is that the Coyotes announced that they have signed defenseman Connor Timmons to a two-year contract. Um, the average of the deal, about $850,000 per season. Of course, Connor Timmons was the defenseman acquired in the Darcy Kemper trade from Colorado. And Timmons was a restricted free agent this offseason. And so it's no surprise that the Coyotes signed him up here for a couple more seasons. He's a guy who hasn't really been able to break into the NHL full-time with the Colorado Avalanche. And so this is kind of his prove-it deal here for the Coyotes because he's going to play a lot of minutes here for the team this year. He's going to probably play in the top four for the Coyotes, uh, very valuable as a right-handed defenseman. So I think that's what this is here. It's the Coyotes and Connor Timmons kind of – acknowledging that, listen, I, I'm going to, this is a tryout. Basically I got to prove myself. I'm 22 years old. I haven't really had a chance to play big time NHL minutes yet, but it's time for me to prove that I can do this at the NHL level. And that's what this contract is. And it's a nice deal for Connor. Nice deal for the Coyotes too. Yeah. And I, like I said, for with uh, the whole Phil thing is for someone that is, you know, uh, 22 years old, you're, you're able to have, that ability to say, okay, I'm, I need to show what I have and be able to use this as a personal platform, even though uh, the team platform is not going to be the easiest one. You know, if he does well, um, we're, we're speculating probably th- on, by the third or fourth season of all this, 
Um, this team will be uh, in a much better, more decent situation. So, um, you know, he could either be a part of that and, you know, just use two years for development or um, be traded to somewhere else where he can um, get a get a nice contract out of that and the fact that he can use these two years for that. And I think it's very smart in the fact that if he does show up and does well, um, then after those two years they can resign him and um, make him part of that team that should approximately be the good team um, three years from now, or, you know, he can move on and, and find greener pastures. But uh, I think it's a great uh, great idea, and it's great for both of them, like you had said before. One last piece of news, some really awesome news, and the Coyotes continue to show their uh, pride. See what I did there? The Coyotes are launching a version of the Growlers, which is their adult learn-to-play hockey program, but they're going to specifically design this particular s- sessions to provide a safe and inclusive environment for LGBTQIA plus community and its allies. You can register right now with the first on ice session on August 15th, and it's going to run until the end of October. However, if you're listening to us on Monday um, and you still want to sign up, you still can. And, and then as soon as you sign up, you can head out to any of the behind the mask stores here locally, and you can get fitted for your gear. And the cool thing about this is that, they have some really cool jerseys. They're um, pride colors, and they look awesome. Behind the mask, and an incredible job with these things, and it's really awesome. Um, and registration includes a set of brand new equipment, minus skates, hockey socks, and a pride jersey. And they're also going to receive uh, tickets to a Coyotes game, a Coyotes growler, and additional opportunities. Um, the Arizona Legacy Pride Hockey Association. Arizona's first LGBTQIA hockey league currently in its inaugural season will have an information table at the fitting sessions. Um, This is what their founder and president, Matt Sprang, said. He said, our biggest challenge right now is recruiting, getting the word out there. We're trying to raise interest by holding clinics, and we are doing that once a month, just seeing who can get out there with us. We had a bunch of people show interest. We're trying to do some marketing and get people together. And this is the perfect way to do that. I think this is awesome. I don't know if any other teams around the NHL are doing something like this. I'm not aware of it happening. I haven't seen it happening. But if the Coyotes are the first to do it, that is really, really cool. That's so awesome. When I saw this, I when I saw this today, um, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. First of all, like you said, the the jerseys are awesome. Like, these are some cool freaking jerseys. They did a great job with them. And it's just really cool all around in the fact that um, bringing awareness, bringing inclusivity, all of it is so cool. And you have to start all of that stuff really young. And so the fact that they're starting it with their Growlers program and they're, you know, making so many people feel welcome in the sport. We always say in the fact that um, Arizona always needs more young players and really developing the game from the bottom up. And this is just another way to include everyone in it and let, you know, every single year the NHL has the, um, hockey is for everyone campaign that they always do. And they have, uh, 
the pride tapes on the sticks and the, the jerseys and everything. And I feel like this is the first thing outreach wise that they've, that I, that I've seen that you've seen as we've said, um, that really shows that and really gives a chance for kids to feel that, um, that are, are part of that community and really want to be just like every other kid wanting to go play hockey and have fun. So feeling that inclusivity, I think is a big deal and starting it young is even bigger. So I love this so, so much. And, uh, it's 400 bucks, um, to sign up to do this. And it's going to be on Sundays starting, or excuse me, on August 15th, going through October 24th out at the Coyotes community ice center in Mesa so uh, get in on it while you still can if you're willing to do that. And again, this just isn't for LGBTQIA plus people. It is also for um, pretty much anybody as well. Like if you're willing to support the LGBTQ community and you want to come out and you want to learn how to play hockey, you can do that too. So just keep that in mind. Um, and uh, you can sign up online for the Arizona Coyotes website. And uh, we'll put out a link on our Twitter page, too, so you can check it out. So, all right. Well, I think that's uh, just about to wrap up the show. I don't have anything else to talk about here before we go. Um, We're recording on Saturday, so we cannot update you on the all-time low show and how it was. I'm just going to say it was great. I loved it. My favorite song was that one song that they played. It was really cool. And uh, and (laughs) That one song. First of all... (laughs) Uh, in preparation, um, Richie looked up the set list and I made a playlist of the set list for him. Have you been listening to it? I did. I I was actually actually listening to it when I was helping my sisters move yesterday. (sighs) Yes, that's right. I forgot you said that. So good. Good. Yes. Scotty and I were listening to it today. Um, I'm just really hoping that a certain song that was in that set list is going to be played and that's not going to change because that's going to make my entire night. And that is all I've got to say about the matter is I am hoping is very good concert because when I saw on the set list that a certain song was on there, I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't want to jinx it, (laughs) but I really hope they play it because then my soul will be happy and it, it will be a great night. I, I certainly hope so too. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening um, to the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Follow the network on Twitter and Instagram too. Follow me and Corey too. And uh, then we will talk to you again soon. Good night and good hockey, everybody.